0: Well, good afternoon. It's a joy to be with you as we come to praise and to worship God. So let's do that by singing together in Psalm 55.
1: Psalm 55 in the Sing Psalms
0: on your screen or uh, on page uh, 71 we're going to sing from the beginning oh god please listen to my prayer do not ignore my plea my anxious thoughts make me distraught oh hear and answer me let's stand and sing to god's praise Together. Lord, our gracious God, we uh, come before you uh, today as a congregation, as a community, and we are thankful, Lord, that we are here. Uh, There is perhaps many places that we could have been, and yet, Lord, you have worked in our hearts, you have placed us in families, in homes where this is the desire, this is where we want to be, in the house of God and with your people.
1: And as we've begun to sing... It warms the hearts of your people as we listen to each other's voices,
0: as we lift up these voices and lift up our hearts in prayer and praise to you, our God. Even the opening words of that psalm, listen to my plea. Lord, there may be heavy hearts, even in here, different situations and circumstances. And Lord, we pray to you We pray thankful that you hear and you answer us when we cry. Lord, you are a patient God, loving, and as we see today, so kind and compassionate. Lord, you have been gracious to many in this building today. You have saved us from our sins. And so, Lord, let us never lose the wonder of what you have done for us Lord we rejoice I certainly uh, give you praise as I walk in here and hear and see the young people who are present uh, we pray for these uh, children. Uh, we pray that you would work in their hearts. We thank you that uh, they, are your, they are covenant children. We pray that you would, uh, as we speak to them in just a moment, that the seed of the gospel here in this time in the service at the crash of the Sunday school and throughout the week with their parents in their homes, Lord, that they will be hearing and understanding more about the amazing truth of the gospel. Amazing good news of Jesus. And the prayer of this church, the prayer of us all, is that they would come uh, to believe in Jesus Christ as their own saviour and Lord. So, Lord, grant us attention as we speak with them especially just now. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It is good to see and hear so many of the young folks uh, here in your congregation. It's lovely to be with you. I was working all week in one of our primary schools up in Tain in something called Christmas Unwrapped. So we were sharing uh, the story or we were sharing the real meaning of Christmas and so when the classes, there was about uh, various number of classes who came in and when the classes came in we asked them this question first of all, what are you most excited about when we talk about Christmas? Now I don't know if I can ask you that question here today or what answer you might give to that. What are you most excited about Christmas? Anybody want to tell me are you excited about Christmas? What would you say you're most excited about? I've gone out on a limb. Any of the adults want to tell me what you're most excited about Christmas? Dinner, good. That was a popular choice. Dinner was definitely a popular choice. Uh, But what they kept on saying, that was probably second, first of all, and this is what you all wanted to say, is that they were most excited about presents. They were most excited about what presents they would receive and what presents they might give, but I think most of all what presents they might receive themselves. And so today I want to talk to you about some of my Christmas shopping that I've done already. Uh, I'd actually done it quite a few weeks ago. I didn't have to do much, probably just one present I had to buy. My wife has done the vast majority of everything else. But I was organized and I got this present first of all and I got it for uh, my father so some of you might have seen this before it's actually a free church scarf believe it or not so it comes from one of our churches over in Skye and so I saw it and I thought that's really good I want to get that and I think my father might appreciate that Uh, and unfortunately uh, he's already received it so I had to go buy another one so I could carry on uh, and do this talk again but this Christmas gift that I got for my father is is no ordinary uh, gift. It's not just an ordinary scarf because it does give us the real meaning of Christmas and what it's actually all about. So this scarf is a real and official tartan that the congregation in Portray have now uh, had registered. It's the Amazing Grace tartan. You might know Amazing Grace has been a hymn. John Newton wrote that hymn. And I think 250 years ago on New Year's Day, it was read publicly for the very first time. And John Newton who used to be a slave trader and was then a slave himself, he became a Christian. He came to know Jesus as his own saviour. The first lines of that hymn go, Amazing grace how sweet the sound That saved a wretch like me I once was lost but now i am found Was blind but now I see. But this scarf has been called the Amazing Grace Tartan. So it's a registered, official tartan, Amazing Grace. And all the colours on it uh, are important. They're all significant and symbolic. So it tells you that on here. Let me just give you three of the colours. The the darkest colour that you can see is a dark grey. And that's to represent all the wrong things that we do. We call that sin. The brokenness that's in the world. The darkness that's in our hearts but then you can see this red that goes and it's all the way through the scarf that's one of the most important colours because it tells us about the real meaning of Christmas that here at, at Christmas we're remembering especially at this time of year that Jesus came into the world that that little tiny baby Was the Son of God. And this is what we kept telling the boys and girls in school this week. We wanted them to remember these two things. Who is he? He is the Son of God. And secondly, what did he come to do? To save us from our sins. Who is he? He is the Son of God and what did he come to do save us from our sins and that's what this red line is all about that Jesus didn't just stay as a wee baby but as you guys are getting older and bigger Jesus grew Jesus lived a perfect life and went to the cross to die for all the wrong things that we've done to take away all of our sin if we believe in him And the last colour I'm going to show you in to go buy the scarf to unlock all the colours. But the last colour I'm going to show you is this gold thread that makes its way. It's just quite faint, you maybe can't see it. But the gold thread that is throughout the whole scarf. And that thread represents heaven. It represents glory. And that's where all the Christians, those who love Jesus in here, that's where they're going. Because Jesus has gone to prepare that place for us and he promises to take us to be with him there too. The real meaning of Christmas is all about Jesus. He is the Son of God who has come to take away our sins if we believe in him. So I hope you have a good Christmas. Uh, I hope you get lots of lovely gifts But I hope you remember The real reason for the season Is Jesus Christ He is the gift that God has given To this world Sending Jesus to save us From our sins Amen Thank you guys for listening so, much, so well I believe you're going out to Sunday school At this point We're going to uh, sing on together in Psalm 41. (laughs) Psalm 41 in the sing Psalms, and from the beginning. Blessed is the one who cares for those in need. The Lord delivers him in times of strife. The Lord will surely bless him in the land. He will protect him and preserve his life. Psalm 41 to God's praise. God's Word in the New Testament in the Gospel of Mark in chapter
1: 1.
0: Mark chapter 1, uh, we're at the outset of Jesus' ministry here. He has set up a
1: base camp in Capernaum, his ministry headquarters. He's begun his ministry, he's called his first disciples, and uh, we come
0: and pick up the reading in verse 21. Where he heals a man with an uh, an unclean spirit.
1: So,
0: Mark chapter one and verse twenty-one. Let's hear the word of God. And they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up and the fever left her and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown
1: they brought to him all who were sick or op- oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door.
0: And he healed many who were sick with various diseases, and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. Amen. Now this is the word of God. Let's just. Bow uh, together again in a word of prayer. Let's pray. Lord of God, we uh, are thankful to read your word and to uh, be reminded again of who you are, reminded again of the ministry, the work of Jesus Christ, and reminded again of the awesome uh, wonders. Of God becoming man, of even that little baby being born, of Jesus Christ being recognized by the shepherds, by the wise men, by his own mother Mary storing up and pondering all that she heard as she was so frightened and afraid and yet believed we thank you that we can have opportunities perhaps unique opportunities at this time of year to talk freely about our Saviour that doors are open throughout our schools and community to share with them the gospel message O Lord, we know that there is many, many subjects which are contrary to your word, that are young people, that all of us are hearing. But we pray that we would take every opportunity to tell and to share the truth of the gospel. We have a great message to tell, a great story to share of the work that Christ has done in many of our hearts here. And so Lord, help us not to be reluctant or to be fearful, but to be bold as we go out in your strength that you will give us. But how amazing that this little baby grew, lived a perfect life and would surrender his life for ours. Lord, may we never lose this wonder and amazement and forgive us if we ever do if we ever approach the cross if we ever consider our faith in Christ lightly for the colours even represented on that scarf that darkness is what we deserve to be separated from you not to have hope not to have life in Christ not to have glory to look forward to but to be separated and cut off and yet it was Jesus Christ his life given blood poured out laid down So that we could live. So that today we could come to church. And worship this Jesus Christ our Lord and Saviour. Forgive us for ever taking it lightly that we are chosen by you. That we are the children of God. That we are heirs with Christ. Oh Lord, help us. Help us as your people to live our lives for you. Not our Sundays only, but our lives. And give us a burden, as we'll see today, a burden, a passion, a desire to share the gospel in our community. To want to tell others about Jesus. This is an urgent message that our people need to hear. Lord, we pray that you would draw near to this congregation, to your people here. We thank you for them, for their light in the darkness of this community. We pray that you would strengthen them and help them uh, through these days. We pray that you would uh, be with our denomination, and we thank you that we can uh, pray for one another, pray for uh, various congregations throughout the denomination. We remember St. Columbus Free Church, uh, we pray with them and for them. Uh, we pray for uh, Corey Brock as he takes on uh, more of a role uh, within that congregation. Be with his wife, be with his family as he is far from his own home and states. Uh, we think of Derek and Katrina Lamont as they uh, move on to begin this uh, new church plant down in Leith. And we pray that you would help them and guide them in that, and with plans that have been made and are yet to be made, uh, Lord we know that there are hundreds and thousands of people on that street, and many and many who need to hear the hope and the truth of the gospel so Lord continue with us as a congregation as a denomination. Lord be with those uh, who are here with many different
1: uh, burdens and pressures in their own lives we pray for those who are sick and we read here of how jesus was able to heal the sick Lord, we pray that you would draw near to each one Uh, we know that there will be those who are sitting in this building those who can't be with us today
0: who are laid aside Lord draw near to them and be with them in a very special way that they would know that they are still a very uh, important part of your of your church family that your, con- your people here in this congregation are remembering them and praying for them and Lord we pray for those the greatest healing that you give to us that you can heal our broken hearts you can Lord, cleanse us from our sin. And so we pray. We pray for that healing, that spiritual cleansing to take place in here today. That you would be moving amongst us, working in our hearts. Forgive us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are going to sing again before we turn to this passage in Psalm uh, 41 And this time in the Scottish Psalter It's on page 262 Psalm 41 We are singing from verse 10 Down to the end of the psalm But Lord be merciful to me And up again me raise That I may justly them requite According to their ways Psalm 41 from verse 10 To God's praise King God's help, let's turn back to Mark chapter 1 and we're going to be focusing on verses 29 down to 34.
1: 29
0: to 34. Nobody wants to be sick. Everybody wants to be healthy. And regardless of what sickness you might have, if it's the common colds or COVID or cancer... We want to receive the treatment and experience the healing. Whatever our sickness, we want to be well again. I don't know what it's like here in North Keswick, but certainly in Teen it's very difficult to uh, get a doctor's appointment. Uh, we've all probably been in this In the same situation, we've all probably got the same stories of trying to phone up and uh, struggling to get an appointment at the GP. And because of this we try and then work out ourselves what's actually wrong with us. You go on to Google and you type in your symptoms and then up pops numerous possibilities, leaving you fearing the very worst. In this short passage that we're going to focus on today in verses 29 to 34. The doctor is on duty, all the patients are being seen, the diagnosis is communicated, and the healing is administered. So come as we see how Jesus heals the one woman and the many people who are at the door. So, I want to see, as you can tell just by looking at your Bibles, that. There is uh, two sections to these verses, the healing of the one woman, Simon Peter's mother-in-law, and then the many people who come uh, to the door of that house. So the one and the many. Let's look first of all at the one. Let's read again at verse 29. And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Jesus was preaching that morning. And while he was preaching, he then had to cast out a demon. And now, after the service, they were heading to the house of Simon Peter and with Andrew. And they were presumably going there for a rest and for a meal after the service. It struck me as I uh, read this passage and was reading uh, what. One commentator said about it that Simon and Andrew not only took Jesus, not only took uh, James and John back to their home but they also took Jesus They not only took James and John back to their house for rest and fellowship but they also took Jesus with them I don't know this congregation But there may be many, there may be some, there will be some, who have the habit of leaving Jesus here in church. Often when any of us go home from church you might take your friends or family members with you but always seem to be leaving Jesus here in the building Every uh, Lord's day that you're sitting here with him, you're hearing the minister talking about him, talking about his miracles, his authority over sin and death, about the ability that Jesus has to save you from a lost eternity. The thread of that scarf was gold, representing glory and heaven, but I know there is another place for those who don 't submit to the Lord Jesus Christ and again, referring to the work we were doing in the school, even the children asked that question about heaven and hell. you know what The minister, what the Bible, what Jesus is saying to you... Is what you need to hear... It's what you need to believe... You know what is being spoken... Is the truth... And that you need to seek this forgiveness... For your sins... There are maybe times that you are sitting, listening to Jesus... And you're astonished at what you hear from him or about him. And maybe there are other times that you're amazed at his love, at the extent of his forgiveness. And sometimes the message of the gospel, it's even pierced your heart as you've sat in that seat. Sometimes it's maybe even moved you to tears. Because you know that this is true, you know it is all true, but when you go home from here you keep leaving Jesus behind. What you haven't experienced is the precious privilege of taking Jesus with you. And you're missing out on the greatest honour of taking Jesus home. When you take him home with you, you can present to him all of your burdens,
1: all of your sicknesses, all of the issues, the troubles that are going on behind closed
0: doors and within your broken heart that perhaps nobody else knows about. Jesus is willing to hear your heartache. He wants to heal you. He wants to help you. When you take Jesus home with you, take him into your heart and he will deal with all of your burdens and most importantly, save you from your sins. Amazing things happen when we take Jesus home with us. When we live our lives with him and for him. And this is a message for all of you who are Christians too. Yes, it is true and you know it is. You know the promises that he will always be with you. He will never leave you. But don't hide him. Don't hide him away. I was just in our own congregation in Hilton...
1: And one of the young mothers came up to me and
0: uh, shared with me that uh, a book I had given to her daughter who became a member with us. She was just uh, ten years old earlier this year. I gave her a book for Christmas and she was on a bus with all of her school friends last week. (coughs) And she was reading this Christian book. And all of her friends started asking her, what are you reading? And her mother who was on the bus too was worried that she might just get a hard time or she might just hide the book but she stuck it up in the air (laughs) and she told all of her friends her teammates that she was reading this Christian book and they all accepted her (laughs) accepted that this is what she was doing but she was bold enough not to hide Jesus not to hide her faith or her love for her Lord don't set Jesus aside, when you go home from here, as you leave the church, when you hang up your suit or put your shoes back into the cupboard, don't leave Jesus in there. Share him. Talk about him at supper tonight, at work in the morning, whatever your duties are throughout this busy week undoubtedly. Because as we take Jesus to our homes we will see the transforming power of Christ in the lives of those that we love. And that's what we have seen and experienced here in these verses. That's what we read about when Simon, Peter and Andrew take Jesus to their home. Simon's mother-in-law laid in bed with a fever and she was very unwell. But when they brought Jesus into their home, Immediately, as Mark loves to say, immediately they told Jesus about the mother-in-law and he goes to her because they knew that Jesus could help us. When we or our loved ones are sick, we don't call the lawyer or the fisherman or the delivery driver, we call the doctor. And we can trust that we can get a diagnosis from him and he will prescribe the medication to heal and to help. So if we have that trust in a relative stranger because they have a piece of paper hanging on their wall, then how much more shall we trust the Son of God, the great physician, to heal and to help our loved ones, your broken hearts, your sinful, dark hearts. In this healing of Peter's mother-in-law, Jesus showed both simplicity and power. He healed with the same authority that he used to cast out the demons earlier in the church service.
1: But notice three things that Jesus does here. First of all, he comes to hash.
0: Jesus went to hash. You see that in verse 31, he came to her. Jesus always comes to us in our pain, in our sickness, and in our sin. He comes to you and he offers to heal you. Secondly, Jesus interacted with her. Verse 31, he came and took her by the hand. Uh, Both Matthew and Luke, as well as Mark, record this day in the life of Jesus' ministry. And at this point, Matthew writes something slightly different. He writes that Jesus touched her. We read here that uh, in Mark, he says, He took her by the hand. And Luke says that Jesus spoke and rebuked the fever. None of these differences are contradictory. They're in fact all complementary. They all just give us a fuller picture and description of the bedside manner of Jesus towards this one woman in need of his help. And so we see thirdly, that's exactly what Jesus does. He heals her. He lifts her up. Whatever else we could say, Jesus' ministry was a healing ministry. Simon's wife's mother was raised to live again. She rose from that bed of sickness to a life of service and devotion. That was her response, to serve, to wait on Jesus and His people. She was saved to serve, she was healed to help. And notice that she was able to do this instantly. Instantly, I mean some of you probably have a cold just now and you've had it for days and you're taking all the medications and you'll get better in a couple of days or a week or two but instantly this woman is healed and that's always bar one for a good reason throughout Jesus' ministry immediately they're healed A pilot I used to work with when I worked for an airline company he claimed that he had healing powers and so he told one of my colleagues as he flew into the airport one day that uh, she had been complaining of her sore leg and so he said that he could heal her and so she allowed him to try and when he came to the airport that day he down to whatever he was trying to do and I tried to stay away and I came in to the office at that point and I saw uh, he he had just left and so I asked her so is your leg healed and she said oh it's better Uh, is it healed well he's coming back to finish it when he flies back into the airport next time Nonsense. Look at the power of the Holy Spirit. Look at the power of Jesus, the power to cast out the demons, the power to heal this one woman in her sick bed. The woman got up off her bed and she immediately began to serve. This is no ordinary physician, no magic doctor. This is the Lord Jesus Christ and he is mighty to save you if you will believe in him. When we take Jesus with us into our homes, he's undoubtedly going to have an effect on those who are in your homes. Those whom you love. Those whom you live with. Those whom you are sharing a flat with. Those whom you interact with. But if we hide them away. If we leave our Christianity to 12 and 6 o'clock on a Sunday. And perhaps a midweek. Then who is going to tell them about Jesus? It was uh, humbling as... Alistair who was preaching here a few weeks ago my colleague Alistair Macaulay and and I were speaking to this elderly lady outside of the church after a funeral a few weeks ago and she was telling us that she has Alzheimer's and she goes along to the Alzheimer's Club and she was saying how wonderful it was that the Lord was giving her everyday opportunities to share the gospel with those in that club our compassionate Christ needs to be brought face to face for the needs of our family and our community we can't just leave Jesus in the church building we need to take Jesus into your community so they too can be healed so they can be saved from their sins There are plenty of people here in North Keswick who need to hear about Jesus. They need you to tell them, to show them, and to point them to Christ. There is nobody that you are going to meet and speak to this week who does not need to hear the good news of the gospel. How else will they know what Jesus is like and what Jesus can do? Don't leave him in the church service, but take him home with you. Jesus heals this one woman, but then let's see what happens uh, to the many. I want you to look back uh, a second to verse 28 to the end of uh, the last section of which we read when Jesus had uh, been preaching in the synagogue and. He had cast out that demon. In verse 28 it says, And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. That congregation didn't leave Jesus in the synagogue. They left and took the name of Jesus with them on their lips and some of them into their hearts for the first time. They took Jesus to the community and then the community came to Jesus. In verse 32, that evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons. At the end of a busy day, a busy Sabbath, the work wasn't done for Jesus. And the people had heard about him, the community had also, and what was their response? They came flocking to him, running to Jesus. And so if this isn't an encouragement to us as you go back to school tomorrow or to work or whatever your duties are on Monday morning and the rest of this week, then what is, here is a group of believers who have shared the name of Jesus and the people have come wanting to hear about Jesus, wanting to meet with Jesus. It is, we need to take him to Tesco, and as we sit at our desks and as we're with our families, tell them about Jesus and tell them quickly. None of us need to be reminded of the fragility of this life. In verse
1: 33, the whole city, Mark says,
0: was gathered together at the door. We would be happy if one person from this village came to the door of this church, and so we should. But let's open up our vision, let's be aware of the power of God to transform the lives throughout our towns and villages. We read that a mass crowd of people came to Jesus.
1: Those with various diseases,
0: the sick, the demon possessed. There were all kinds of people with all kinds of issues but they all had one thing in common. They all came looking for Jesus. So what will Jesus do? Tired, weary, the end of a Sabbath. What will Jesus do? That used to be a, I'm sure still is a question that uh, Christians should uh, be encouraged to keep in mind uh, throughout their day in different circumstances. Uh, I'm sure you can still get it in bands around your wrist or in other ways WWJD to remind you as you go through your scenarios and situations what would Jesus do? And to make you question well therefore what should I do in this situation? what would Jesus do? in the morning of this day Jesus preached at a service he's cast out a demon In the late afternoon he's travelled to Simon and Andrew's house where he's healed uh, this one sick woman. Now in the dark hours of the night he is finally getting the opportunity to rest when the doorbell goes and the whole town, the whole city are outside wanting his help and his healing. What would Jesus do? Jesus responds by showing mercy and kindness And love. He displays his power, reveals his identity as the one who is able to save. Everyone who came to Jesus was healed. He is a compassionate Christ who doesn't turn anybody away. There is no one who will be excluded. Nobody who will be rejected. None of you will be rejected if you come looking for Jesus with your whole heart. This is the promise of the gospel. Everyone who comes to Jesus will be healed. Everyone who knocks on the door, the door will be opened to them. Whoever will let him come, the gospel offer is for all. It is for everyone who is looking. It is for everyone who is looking for the meaning of life. For everyone who is here today, listening today, watching today, who seek to be saved. The compassion of Jesus reaches out to all. There is nobody, Christian, parents, There is nobody in your home, in your family, not one of your children or friends or colleagues who are excluded from coming to Jesus. What will you do today, tomorrow and this week when the opportunity arises to share or to show Jesus to them? What will you do? (coughs) Let me just take you finally to verse 34. And he healed many who were sick and with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. Just like he did in the synagogue, Jesus closes the mouths of Satan's pet. In Luke's account he tells us that one of the demons here cried out identifying Jesus as the Son of God. And just as he rebuked the demon in the the service earlier on in verse 25, he rebuked the demon to be quiet when he tried to do that. So he would have done that again here. And when he said be quiet the meaning of that word is the meaning behind that word is Harry some of you will be doing this to your own pets to your dogs maybe put a muzzle over them to stop them from biting or barking that's the picture we have here of what Jesus is doing to these demons he is muzzling them he is stopping them from causing any hurt or any danger to his people he closes their mouths before they cause any damage to those who have come to the doors. Jesus was adamant that these demons would not reveal who he is, but Jesus would make that revelation himself. Matthew's account of these verses refers back to Isaiah chapter 53. And we read there in verse 4 this is what Matthew writes alluding when he's talking about uh, Jesus healing these many people of the door he writes and referring back to Isaiah 53 4, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows this healing work of Jesus cost him it wasn't as if he just had a magic bag of healing dust that he drew from and cast about to the needy, it came at a cost of his own agony and ultimately his own life. If his word and touch brought instant deliverance to the people, it was because he suffered greatly on our behalf.
1: And we can admit, as Isaiah 53 goes on, We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. But
0: the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus is for the one. The individual. Jesus is for you. If you have yet to take him home with you. Take him into your heart. And Christian remember Jesus is also for the many. That this week, you will go and tell others about him. In our locality, sometimes if you try to phone the doctor, you have to phone several times. So at 8am it opens, but as I tried on Monday, I failed to get through until 9am. And so on my mobile are 50, 60, 70 missed calls to 10GP. But when you phone, or when you contact, when you cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ, he answers you the very first time you call. Nobody wants to be sick. Everybody wants to be well. Don't leave Jesus in the church, but take him into your hearts. Take him into your homes Amen let's pray together Father God we thank you and uh, praise you for what Christ has done for us thank you for the ministry of Jesus the healing ministry as he demonstrated and revealed his own identity to those who were around him Lord it's uh, shocking to us but even Satan knows all about you he knows who you are the demons they know exactly that you are the son of God who comes to take away the sin of the world and so we pray that each one in here today would know these fundamental truths in their lives too and that we would be bold to go and share that throughout this week that you are indeed God's son and that little baby Who will be talked about so much. Over this week. Guru. And was the one who came to take away our sin. If we believe in you. So do our work in this building. In these hearts we pray. In Jesus name. Amen. We're going to sing finally in Psalm 34. In the Sing Psalms. After uh, the service, after the benediction uh, there will be uh, an intimation from your interim moderator uh, Reverend Malcolm McLean Uh, so please stay behind if you're connected to the congregation uh, to hear that intimation We're going to sing in Psalm uh, 34 from verse 15
1: In the sing Psalms The Lord's eyes are upon the just He listens to their plea The wicked he rejects and blots from earth
0: their memory. Let's stand and sing to God's praise. The Lord
1: died, died.
0: Now may grace, mercy and peace from God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit rest and remain with each of you both now and forever.